It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep the facility running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond in Buffalo, and Maria in Miami, Jules in Minneapolis, and Stan in central Indiana, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you, with experienced branch staff at over 250 locations, so you get the product you're looking for. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, and welcome to the Transfer Tracker Podcast. I'm your host, Scott. Today we got a, a big update. I think they're all going to be big until we get to May 1st. That May 1st deadline is the last day you can transfer and be eligible immediately. So I think there are going to be a lot of a lot of guys that get into the portal in the next, well, we're under two weeks, so the next week and a half or so. And especially there at the very end, I could see it coming to a head and, you know, all these fence sitters that, don't know what they want to do just entering the portal because you can always you know come back potentially i mean they don't have to take you back but you know if you're a good player why wouldn't you why wouldn't you put your name in there and see what kind of you know offers you get nli money the uh, system is certainly incentivized to to do just that if you are one of the better players or if you don't like your role Um, we've talked about it many times but just do a little house cleaning. Uh, like I said, I've got four players that make my top 25. If you'd like to see the rankings, go over to thetransfertrackerpodcast.com. Um, also, I have a cheat sheet over there with all the main statistics. You can, you know, I think they're easily digestible. You can take a look at, pretty much figure out what kind of player you're dealing with within 20, 30 seconds. You know, raw stats, PER, um, true shooting uh, and, and it's i put the uh, strength of schedule that they were playing against as a good you know gauge you can you can see what you think and you know see what my thought process was you'll you'll see the main things that i value and and how i got to my opinions even if you don't disagree with it and you can make your own from the information first up anton davis from detroit mercy and he plays for his father mike davis Uh, if you remember he coached at indiana and uab actually took indiana to a final four final almost i think a championship game as well with uh jared jeffries not much on that team but else on that team either which pretty impressive run when your best player is you know a journeyman nba player nonetheless uh he's not done well at all at at detroit mercy he's been there four years and had losing seasons i believe every year which somewhat makes this a little bit odd you know that this guy's brother and his father coach there and he's leaving you know so are they gonna keep their job i wouldn't be surprised if they didn't keep their job in the next month or two you know to just suddenly oh we're gonna make a change because they weren't having success before and they had anton davis antoine davis and he was one of the best scorers in college basketball history. Shoot, he's he's 22nd all-time in college basketball history in scoring, and he gets a free COVID year to to make that even better. So he's going to put up some points, I think, wherever he goes, regardless. Now, granted, his his father let him shoot over and over and over, you know, but he he was super efficient and totally should be shooting that much on that team, apparently, just, just from the looks of it. They didn't have much else around around him and uh he can get his shot off pretty much any time 
any anywhere he he wants and he's I think he's going to benefit from going to a better team with better talent around him. He can, you know, he can pick his spots uh probably facilitate more. Whoever gets this guy is going to get a 25 point per game career score in the NCAA. So they've got a big time player and I I would imagine his father gave him the blessing. I mean, he gave his father 4 years to try to get something done and it's unfortunate that they couldn't, but you know, he, he was a guy that had originally committed to Houston, so you know he probably gave up a couple of deep NCAA appearances as well. And now he's going to, to get that better exposure. And probably, if truth be told, he's going to get the NIL money as well. I mean, he's probably going to get paid quite well, you would think. And that's I'm sure that's why his uh, family told him to, to make the move. It's not much else they could do to, you know, save their job if they if they don't this year anyway if they're you know if they're if they have another bad season you know he was good he was going anyway so i get it uh he is certainly one of the best transfers i think i had him fifth so yeah uh i i think he's gonna be great wherever okay andre kelly from california a senior who will have one more year left. He's six foot eight, two fifty-five. He doesn't block shots and he doesn't shoot threes. That's a bit of a concern, but this guy's just so productive. I mean, he had a twenty-four PER, averaged thirteen points per game, eight rebounds in the pack twelve. Let's see what his strength of schedule and all the others versus the sixty-nine strength of schedule. The team wasn't good, one thirty-eight, so he's probably looking to improve and maybe get a chance to do something in the NCAA tournament, but yeah, 90, 99.8 defensive rating, despite, that's pretty good, despite not, you know, being blocking shots, I guess he's one of those guys that's strong, certainly strong enough at 260, six foot eight, to hold a block and keep a guy pushed out and not let him, you know, back him down, put him in the basket. So that's it. He's clearly playing some good defense. Let's see what their team defense was, how that relates. I know riveting uh, podcasting here. Uh, oh, so yeah, so he was certainly one of the anchors on the defense. The defense was uh, 193rd overall, 101 net uh, rating or defensive rating, and he was better than that. So certainly plays some pretty solid defense. Besides not you know having good shot out blocking rim protection, he's doing it in other ways. So that's that's good to see. Yeah, certainly just one of the most productive guys. I think you you gotta. You you want this guy, regardless of conference or whoever you are, because he's just straight up productive. One of the most productive guys in the nation. 62% true shooting, 61% from the floor. Scoring big man, does enough elsewhere. Certainly, big time player. Okay, Dawson Garcia from North Carolina. 6 foot 11, 230 pound. Big man, shoots three-pointers. He was previously at Marquette, and he didn't play much for UNC this year. Played, I think, 16 or 17 games, and then his he had some COVID issues in his family, and he ended up quitting the team and missing out on the, the run, unfortunately. But I think the NCAA will actually probably grant him a, a transfer. or We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But I think they, they probably will, just considering some family issues. He was a consensus 30 top 35 player out of high school had the pedigree had a better season at Marquette than he did at North Carolina this year but he didn't do anything to discredit any of his uh, accolades out of high school or or anything really what he did at Marquette at Marquette he averaged 13 points 6.6 rebounds doesn't block shots that's a bit of concern for a six foot 11 
you know, 230-pound guy, but he does step out and make three-pointers. He's career uh, 36.2% three-point shooter uh, right at one made per game. So that that's pretty impressive. That That is a skill that you could probably count on uh, <clears throat> continuing and, and probably improving, actually. He's a good basket, uh, free throw shooter, also near, nearly 80%, uh, 786 a lot to like about this guy. I have him, I think, 15th. Career 19 PER, 0.561 true shooting. is 17.4 PER this year at UNC. Most of that was versus the out-of-conference because he only played 16 games. And then at Marquette, 27 games, 19.2 PER in the Big East, 0.58 true shooting. So I think those are the numbers you could probably look more towards being the real ones. Uh just a new situation, but he, you know he'd be going to another new situation. We assume here as well. It'd be interesting to see where this guy ends up. You don't get much more uh, blue blood than North Carolina, so I don't know. Maybe he can go to Kentucky or UCLA or, or somewhere like that. Okay, let's talk about Grant Sherfield from Nevada. Six foot two, one eighty nine. He actually played a little bit better the previous season. Uh, but he he did a lot of good last year as well. Last year, 19 points, 6.4 assists, 0.42 rebounds. Previous season, 19 points, 6 assists, 3.7 rebounds, but he was more efficient. Had a 24 PER that year. Last year, 19.5. Yeah, still totally solid. Play, doing that against the top 75 strength of schedule, I think it was. Let me check that just to make sure. Yep, top 75 str- strength of schedule. true shooting, 33% makes on his threes. That's, uh, you know, you want to see that a little bit higher. Let's check his career, 33.9. So, but he's a good free throw shooter. He did shoot 87% last year. It's right at 83% for his career. I just think this guy's a productive guy. He was at Wichita State before Nevada. So this is his uh, third different school. But a lot to like here, a lot to like, certainly. And I had him, I think, 20, 21. So, yeah, he's he's a good point guard. And uh, Nevada had another guy in the portal, I think, Cambridge was his name, also a backcourt mate. So, <laughs> tough loss for those guys to lose a backcourt this talented, as well as he shoots his uh, free throws. I, I would really like to see that guy paired with another, you know, combo-type guard that could, you know, facilitate some and, and allow him to have some uh, – off the ball, spot up shooting. I think that would help his game out a lot. So hopefully he'll get some good advice and maybe transfer to a place that could uh, that could happen more at. You know, might give up a little bit of assists, but I think the three point percentage when they're looking, you know, in the pro leagues and NBA, what have you, I think they're gonna maybe look a little sideways on that one. So you want to you want to get that up your senior year, last chance. Okay, let's talk about Effie Abugati. I'm uh, pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. I should have. I did. I usually do research on the names. I didn't on that one. Sorry, guys, if I got it wrong. He's from Nigeria, six foot ten, two twenty-five, transferring from Washington State, and he was just highly productive when he got a chance to play, which he wasn't a big-time minutes guy. Eight points, six rebounds. 25 PER, 
51% from the floor. Doesn't shoot threes, but he blocked right at two shots a game in only 20 minutes a game. So that's super impressive. He really popped off the page as someone that could, you know, probably should be playing more minutes. 0.584 true shooting was his defensive rating. That was pretty good. I looked it up. Well, 90.3. 90. Yeah, excellent defensive rating. This guy is a defensive monster. Let's see what his foul rate is. Two fouls a game, 20 minutes a game. So, yeah, he had a lot of room to. I don't, I don't know why the coach wasn't playing him there. Okay, so I looked it up. He was actually platooning with a guy that was a top 75 recruit out of high school. And he was okay, but he wasn't as good. Uh, 17 PER, .50 true shooting. They were basically splitting 20 minutes a game, each of them. But this dude, 25 PER, .58 true shooting. You know, all the other numbers say the same thing. Just more productive. Block like twice as many shots. Probably should have been the one starting and on the court, but the other guy started 33 or 35 games and played 22 minutes. But so now you run off the better player, you know. <laughs> that, that's one. That's something that kind of drives me a little. It's like, come on, dude. Like, can't you see who the best player is? This guy was pretty much obviously the best player. Uh, but I will in in the defense that usually usually what I see is it's like a lot worse. It's like you know, the dude that's two times as productive. This guy, he was just, you know, was 25 to 17 PER and uh, true shooting 10%, 10% less. I mean, eh, at least it's not completely indefensible, but I'd rather have the other guy. And I, I don't know anything really about their team other than just looking. So you did it. You did it, guy. You ran him off, apparently. Yeah, so he was – they, were, they had a good team, though. They were 48th, I think. So the guy's not good anywhere, but it just seems like you're leaving the low-hanging fruit by not, you know, playing the best player. Play the best player, you know. The best plays line up. Okay, so this other guy came onto the market today, Therese Hunter. And this is uh, – I haven't – really thought a lot about this guy but it's one of those i don't think i need to think a lot about him now i've already seen him ranked number one on uh some ranking site like come on dude like you're gonna you're gonna put this guy over kendrick davis nigel pack i mean let's let's just go through it guys tyrese hunter he's six foot tall 178 pounds he was a top guy in high school, thirty. You know, coming out of high school, thirty-four ranked in his consensus class. Who cares? Like seriously, let, I care about what you do on the court. And this guy, yeah, he was a freshman. Probably shouldn't have been playing as much as he was. Eleven points per game, three point five rebounds, four point nine assists, point four seven five true shooting. Shot twenty-seven point four three pointers, one point made per game. I mean, this is it, the number one player on multiple services. We won't name them, but it's like, dude, I fundamentally disagree with that. This is like Andre Corbello with a jump shot, you know, when he was actually good before the concussion. And we don't know if he'll ever be good after the concussion, you know, and people were talking about him, you know, seven, eight, nine with a, you know, all American potential. No, if you don't have a three point shot, 
how can you be all you know how can you have that kind of ceiling i think you fundamentally have a lower ceiling you know we can see that ceiling where you can't where your head's bumping up against it i mean it's still got some positive things in this game and this guy you know for one he's younger and his three-point shot seems to have some hope but no nah, i there's so many guys that I would take over this guy. I would rank this guy ahead of Corbello, for instance, but, you know, that's not saying much. I had him, I think, 60th, around 60. You know, this guy's – I hadn't had a chance to think about and move, you know, move him around on my rankings and, and lock it in. But, yeah, the number one, I mean, over Kendrick Davis, Nigel Pack, Shannon, I mean, there's – there's dozens of guys that I would take over this guy, and I just don't. I don't understand. I mean, yes, he was some some recruiting ranking dudes thought he was good out of high school, and I'm sure he's going to get multiple chances to you know be this inefficient point four seven true you know five true shooting and be a drag on the team. I think he's kind of a drag. I mean, you can't be that kind of you know efficiency and and actually be good i mean a positive i looked up his net rating it was uh completely even not positive or net negative but he played on a you know top 43 team so <laughs> you put this guy on a bad team i i just don't see him being a positive force i don't i don't think he could go out there and get you an efficient you know 15 20 points per game he's just kind of a cog in the wheel and not even an efficient one not even a guy that you know, with less pressure that is putting up, you know, good shooting percentages and being a positive plus, significant plus person on a team, which when you're ranking him number one by multiple services, you know, that guy needs to be a, a clearly positive player. And all it is, be, all it is banked on is, you know, his, his high school and which he, this isn't the number one player out of his class. He's number thirty-five consensus. You know, I'd like okay. Guys like that bust all the time. You know, only twenty-nine percent of the top one hundred make it to the NBA. And then you know, even like the top four picks in the NBA, one of them bust every year. It seems like as well. You know, so I I just don't put my faith in that stuff. I want you you prove it on the court, and then yeah, like. Of course, like when I when you get down to some guy from you know Cleveland State that had a you know was pretty productive, but I, I'll take I'll take my chances. I'll take I'll roll the dice and I'll bank on some uh, potential and upside, and maybe this guy's what everybody else said he was. But to take the guy number one <laughs> over proven, I'm talking about beyond proven over three multiple seasons, two three. Four seasons over dozens of guys, dozens of guys that you know you could just because I think a roster is a one-year proposition at this point. You can't plan for two, three years. I mean, this guy he, he's already transferred once. He might just be like, "Screw college! I'm going to take my chances in the pros now." And somebody's gonna say, "Oh yeah, he was like he's super athletic. Let's let's draft him." You know, even though he's small, you know, doesn't have the the size. He doesn't have a three-point shot. Like, I don't, I, I don't get it. You know, I, my rankings and my thought process is, what are you going to give me next year? Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take Nigel Pack. I know this dude can shoot three-pointers, and he's going to be productive, and I know what I'm getting. Kendrick Davis, yeah, 20 points per game, 
Yeah, he he can do it. Like I, I don't have to wonder is this guy actually gonna realize some of the potential? You know, Kendrick Davis, he can freaking do it. Like, what are we talking about here? And he ranked over him. I mean, come on. Okay, we have a couple more guys. Darren Green from UCF, and I think you just know what you're getting with this guy. He's six foot four, one eighty, good size, thirteen points per game. Doesn't do anything else, but he shoots three pointers, thirty eight point five percent on three makes a game, and that's versus a good strength of schedule. Number ninety one strength of schedule, uh, American Conference team, point five four one true shooting. You know, played on a, a top one hundred team. Yeah, I mean, he's just like, you know what you're getting here. You don't have to wonder. You you you, you know pretty much he's going to make three-pointers. And if that's what you're looking for, or in, in, in the market for, <laughs> get this guy. You know, he's not going to do anything else. Uh, he doesn't have a high ceiling. His floor, though, is uh, pretty high. You, you know exactly what you're getting. So I appreciate that, you know. Now, I would rank it accordingly, whereas I know he's going to be a positive on the court. Yuri Collins. Six foot tall point guard who actually does point guard stuff. Eight assists a game. That's good. 11.1 points per game, 4.1 rebounds. That's also solid. 17.3 PER versus the 102 strength of schedule playing in America, uh, Atlantic 10 for St. Louis. Totally solid. 0.539 true shooting, not a 0.47 true shooting. You know, lesser schedule, but regardless, he's. He's facilitating, you know, he's scoring efficiently whenever he, you know, is asked to do that. Doesn't make a lot of three-pointers, you know, .6 made a game, but he does it at 36.2 percentage. He knows he knows his strength and weaknesses, and I think that is a, a good quality to and played on a, you know, top 70 team, number 67 team. This is a, a, a dude I would, I, I would like him as a, you know, role player, point guard. Very solid. I, I like it. Okay, the last one, guys. I almost don't even have the energy to <laughs> to really. I, I, I wasted it on, on the uh, Iowa State guy, Therese, whatever. Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, I got to get used to him. I didn't even. He was not even someone I was on my radar, you know, before today. So, anyway, Amani Bates. Six foot nine, listed at one eighty. I've seen him play two or three times. He's probably like a buck sixty-five, if we're being honest. I mean, he's so skinny. But it's much like you know what is the old saying: where there's fat, there's potential. You know, you can sculpt that guy. This guy just needs to eat about six or seven meals a day, get in the weight room. There's potential there because he is skilled. He he can dribble the ball and do stuff with the ball. And he's six foot nine. He hit decent amount of three pointers. Point, you know, three two nine thirty three percent one point four made a game. That's like all he did. I mean, nine point seven points, three point three rebounds, one point four assists. They played a hell of a schedule. Seventeenth strength of schedule on the thirty eighth team, but he was you know ten per ten point three per point four nine five true shooting. I do think he reclassified and he was you know young guy in his class what have you, and. I think the where where people are ranking him thirtieth or whatever, you know that that's reasonable. It's like I, I can kind of understand that because he's got the size. He's got elite size. He he can dribble the ball. He can make a decent amount of threes already. I mean, it's nothing special. Thirty three percent, but thirty three percent, 
1.5 made a game. I think he's only playing 20-some minutes, below 20 minutes a game. So that's pretty good volume, actually. I mean, I see potential here. But, like, you know, if you start – I don't know where I'm going to put him. I, it's you know, like you know, you know my criteria. I'm looking for next year, and I I think there's going to be a lot of better players than him next year if I had to guess. But he's a guy that I actually could see upside in. I could see potential, and if you're about potential, yeah, I can I get that one. Like if you want to just you want to have him top fifty or or something like that. That that's defensible, I think, because. Some of these guys are certainly going to improve a lot and hit and, and make me look stupid, but I'll take my chances on getting more right than I get wrong, you know, by a good bit, I think. And, you know, I, generally I'm not going to say, hey, yeah, give me that 10PR guy who shot .495 true shooting, you know. But in this case, it you got you got to couch it with a he played the 17th strength of schedule. That's good. And he's so skinny that I think that's that's almost a positive for him because he can he can you know add weight. You can add weight. I think most guys. I mean, some guys are was echo ectomorphs or <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time since I lifted weights, you know. But yeah, some guys just can't lift weight. You know, can't can't gain weight at that age. But eventually, this guy's going to fill into his body. I think now next year probably not, but. Couple years down the line, I, I can see a little potential there. Just from the few times I saw him play, so I think that's it, guys. Let's wrap it up. You know, uh, we got another gym where everyone just really wants to rank rank him. You know, super high. And I don't get it. I don't get it. But you know, and it's not even a knock on him. I think the Therese Hunter, he he has potential, but. It's too high. It's too high, people. I, I blame the people like ranking him that. Just, yeah. So that's my rant for today. And I had fun. The other ones I, I did enjoy. Those were, you know, very worthy. Uh, it's a very worthy update episode, I think. Get the top 21 in. And uh, we'll, we'll follow all this. We'll see how it does and, you know, how they do. And try to make me look stupid. And, and I wish all of them the best. So. Rock on. At Vanguard, this is more than just a retirement plan. This is your cappuccino date in Italy, the beach house with the matching bicycles. It's your rental car down memory lane and weekends reuniting with friends from over the years. This is the future you imagined, and Vanguard is here to help you build it. Because at Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. Discover the value of ownership at Vanguard.com. Fund shareholders own the funds that own Vanguard. Vanguard Marketing Corporation, distributor.